This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Welcome back to another episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. With me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Eric Branson and Ryan Steiskohl. How's it going tonight, guys? It's going good. Welcome back. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> uh, long and terrifying road, but made it back. Uh, drove about 3,200 miles in a week. That's a lot of driving. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I, I broke my truck in, so... <laughs> So yeah, it was it was. At least you didn't break it down. Yeah, you know, no kept... no breakdowns. Like <laughs> shit, I was worried though a few times. You know, and like I, we were talking about before we recorded, like the little bit of snow blows across the interstate in Wyoming, and then a semi truck or two goes over it, and now it's just ice. And yep, yeah, and the wind is so bad it can blow you right off the road. So yeah, uh, not something I'd want to do again like driving through that part of the country this time of year we also got snowed in in uh, silverthorn colorado up in the mountains hmm. so that was kind of cool just not the circumstances um right but the good thing is now next time i head out there i don't have to drive because i've returned all the big heavy specimens that i needed to haul out there so that's it nice was research yeah. and, and delivery so <laughs> worked out pretty well but so and it sounds like uh, you guys checked out a pretty good episode last week. So fortunately, yeah, I yeah. that one. We yeah, do what we do best when you're gone. Watch found, just found what we both enjoyed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't well, say it's great. a good movie, but I enjoyed it. There's, yeah. oh my that's god, all that matters. God, yeah, <laughs> that's all that matters. I guess speaking of enjoyable films, oh yeah. Um, gosh, how long has this one been on our list? I was going to say, this one has to top the Video Junkyard podcast wall of shame because I think it was one of the first movies we talked about doing. Like, it was on our initial, like, 10 movie list or whatever it was. And it has sat there and sat there and sat there and been on every incarnation of our list and schedule. And I think it's been on the schedule before. And then we nuked the schedule and yep. we started over. Anyway, it's. It's it's number one, and I can't believe they haven't covered that movie yet because of the yeah you know, what we do here. But <laughs> we're really holding out for the numbers of viewers. That's what it is. It's like yeah. they're just like yeah. God. We're just waiting for them to drop trimmers. We were waiting to get up to 28, 28 yeah. listeners, and then we. But <laughs> 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 well, yes, tonight we are going to be talking about the nineteen ninety American monster comedy horror film Tremors. Perfection, a scorched outpost in the middle of nowhere. You know how close I am to leaving this place right now? How close? Maybe that's why Val and Earl decided to leave town. Hey, hold up. That's Edgar Deans. They just picked the wrong day to do it. Jeez. You guys better get the hell out of here. There's a killer on the loose. 
Synopsis, uh, by the way, directed by Ron Underwood, who also is known for movies like Mighty Joe Young, Heart and Souls, and City Slickers. Um, oh, this makes sense. And starring Kevin Bacon, Fred Ward, Finn Carter, Michael Gross, and Reba McIntyre. Natives of a small, isolated town defend themselves against strange underground creatures, which are killing them one by one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I guess that's that's the IMDb description. Um it's pretty doesn't fuck around yeah, and yeah, that's, that's the thing it. too it's, it's a pretty linear film you know yeah. like it it's it doesn't sprawl out too much it kind of just follows the same line uh but uh what it is you, a classic standard monster movie it, it like really it is pretty much yeah yeah so what Solid. are your guys experience with yeah. with tremors uh ryan did, when was the first time you saw this oh my god i really don't remember but it's mixed, I, but it was one of my like earlier like dips into a uh, franchise of like monster films that I felt comfortable enough to mm-hmm. watch, um, and really enjoyed. I, I was I was actually a big fan of the the. I watched the sequels. I watched the fucking like series. I was a huge fan of the series, and I don't remember any of that shit anymore. I just remember <laughs> Ass Blasters. Um, um, but yeah, this movie, I, I fucking love it. And in fact, I, for, I haven't seen it in so long, haven't seen it again for this was just much needed. Like, it just feels good to watch. And I forgot how good it felt to watch Uh. this movie. What about you, Eric? Yeah. Um, this is one, and we often talk about this, but this is seared into my memory as being one of the posters hanging up in our video store in our small town. Like, this was, that's where I first heard of Tremors, and of course, if you've ever seen the poster with, like, the giant monster kind of coming up from under the ground. Like a Jaws situation. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it's the Jaws poster. Um, I mean, that's what this is. This is Desert Jaws. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) The original spec script, I think, was called, like, Landshark or something like that. So, um, yeah, and, uh, but yeah, I can remember this hanging in the video store uh, for probably quite a long time, the way they were with leaving posters up. But uh, I didn't see it when it was new-ish. Um, I think it was probably years old by the time I actually got a chance to watch it. Um, but I remember really, really enjoying it. And then 
catching the sequels, and I don't even know which ones or however, but Sci-Fi Channel used to have them on, yep. like, repeat for, yep. like, so many years. And so I've seen bits and pieces of probably, you know, one through Tremors 1 through 4 all over and over again. But this, uh, upon first viewing, like, right away, we became, like, a favorite kind of modern monster movie i think it's kind of a modern classic um yeah. so i won't i won't review it more until later but yeah i i room i i remember so this came out in well according to the uh wikipedia page here came out january 19th 1990 and i remember seeing the poster for this at the movie theaters um it is that that poster of like this monster thing coming up with these big white teeth and everything uh really stuck in my memory and so this was one i was eager to see but i knew i was never going to get to the theaters to see it and there was one kid i went to school with who did see it and i remember him telling me like it's not as scary as i thought it was going to be i was a little disappointed um yeah (laughs) but and then i think i saw it when it came out to rent because it was pg-13 right yeah i think so so yeah i would have been able to rent this on my own when it came out um and yeah i i I saw it shortly after it came out too and liked it didn't love it it wasn't until i think i rewatched it again in high school or college that i really connected with it and i've seen maybe tremors 2 but i don't know if i've seen any of the other sequels i don't think i saw the series but i knew it existed um, yeah, and I will admit one of the things I was slightly disappointed about when I saw it was that the monsters don't look like the one from the cover of the box or the poster. And that kind of pissed <laughs> me off a little giant bit. Giant teeth like it, that. It, yeah. it, it it definitely looks more alien on the poster. It looks more yeah epic or something like that. They kind look... of kind of like Starship Troopers before Starship Troopers. Yeah. It... In the film, they really do look like big worms, like they're, yeah. they're worm-like creatures. Even with the 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 tentacle-like little creatures that crawl out of their mouth and everything, um, all very like worm-like, and their behavior is worm-like. And you know, um, it, on the poster, it definitely makes them more. I don't know shark-like to <laughs> since that's what they're kinda trying like, to pull off. Like, they kind of look a little like, like the Landaliers. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I could bad. see that. Well, and, and all these things—they all kind of borrow from. Uh, oh, what are those? Those the bristle worms. The deep yep. ocean bristle worms, sometimes called bobbit worms, which is kind of messed up. But yeah, the the bristle worms have the same kind of hook mouth, and so mm-hmm. I mean, I it, looking back now, watching it, I think the design of these creatures is pretty pretty fucking awesome but we'll get more into that a little bit later um so this this does kind of create this is like an american monster film like it's i don't know what to compare it to but because i don't think they're like our godzilla or anything like that it's not that big but no this is definitely like an american uh, icon i'd say now when it comes to monster movies yeah, I'd like to think so, especially with like the the many sequels and the TV series. I mean, and when we say there's many sequels, they weren't all just like in the '90s. Like many that they've stretched out until the, the most recent one was in 2020. Yeah. So, Shrek, Tremors. Yep, there have been Tremors sequels all the way up, and then yeah, you, the, the 
short-lived television series that you were talking about, mm-hmm. Ryan. I, I think I think I saw bits and pieces of that too at one point. Um, I mean, they, yeah, they've been keeping Michael Gross's fucking account happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's for sure. Like this is, I think, the, like the one work he's really been doing. Well, it, yeah. I I do want to point out that Michael Gross in this always felt so weird, but in a fun way for the casting. Because he plays mm-hmm. the, you know, the kind of psycho doomsday prepper, right? Yeah. Like, you can tell this guy's real conservative, loves his big guns. But the first thing I grew up watching him in was on Family Ties, where he plays like an old hippie parent, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the only other thing besides Tremors that I think I know Michael Gross from is Family Ties. And that's always the character I associate him with until I see this. I'm like, Oh yeah. And he, he does a good job of playing against that type. Cause it, sure he does kind of had that in his. Yeah. Uh, and this character's great. Like Bert's a great character. And I, I, I think uh, obviously they weren't going to get the main cast back for their lower budget sequels. I'm glad they got him back. Cause he's a very distinct, they good, did get great some, they just never create. got bacon back. Yeah. They were or, or going to, did they get... yeah. Or Reba. <laughs> Right. Well, yeah, let's talk a little bit more about the cast, though. Um, Kevin Bacon and and, uh, Fred Ward play these, like, two handymen in this little town of perfection, Nevada. And I don't know. You're introduced to them uh, pretty quick, right off, you know, the bad. They have kind of a fun relationship. Because it's clearly older guy, younger guy working together and. It, it it's they're they're fun on screen yeah, yeah as kevin smith's writing would call them they seem like hetero life partners in a way yeah like they have this kind <laughs> of like yeah um they have a good rapport uh with one another and and, and fred ward's or earl is his character in the movie is a, a little bit father-like but but they're it's more like they're like a they're almost like the buddy comedy part of this movie. Yeah, I would say so, like an older so. brother, like where you have yeah. like a brother yeah. that's like a decade and a half older. Yeah, because so. he's kind of encouraging as we get into the story, like encouraging Kevin Bacon's character to like you know get with it and you know hook up with this uh, university student, who, the seismologist who's out in the desert studying, and yeah. Anyway, he's older brother is a good way to put it. Like that's a little more of an older brother role. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we mentioned Reba McIntyre, who, it's one of the not-so-rare times when you have, like, especially it's always country music singers that are, like, getting bit parts in movies like this around this time. But, yeah. uh, no, she's 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 fun with her interaction with with Gross, I thought. Yeah, um, she's, she's, she's also surprisingly good in this. Yeah, yeah like, they're, yeah. they have some good scenes together, and that's... It's, it's nothing against like her acting. Her character just doesn't get a lot of attention. But to be honest, neither does surprisingly. Like when you realize that uh, Bert, played by Gross, uh, pretty much dominates the franchise after. But in this movie, mm-hmm. like primarily in the last third of it, really. Yeah. And it's yeah. out of convenience. It's like yeah, we need the Doom Preppers with all the ammunition. To actually have a chance. And the bombs, yeah. They got yeah. the grenades and the yep. Um but yeah. But yeah. It's a it's a good cast. Um Kevin Bacon is I feel like Kevin Bacon's underrated. Like he's he's a guy that can like show up in something and he's always consistently good. I think we talked a little bit about him being underrated when we reviewed Stir of Echoes as well. 
this is not quite as nuanced of a part as as his part in Stir of Echoes, but he has a lot of fun with it, I think. And uh, yeah, he, he's good. Um, who is the old uh, Victor Wong who plays Walter Chang? Yes. In this, uh, yeah, he's he's a face that shows up in in a lot of movies through, throughout the '80s, really more than this is the very very early '90s here, but. Um, yeah, Victor Wong showing up as the, the kind of like local general store owner in, in Perfection, Nevada, where this takes place. So. You know, it's a surprisingly diverse cast. It is, yeah. It's time. Kind of, yep, it's kind of what I was, where I was going with that. I didn't get there, but... No. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and it's it's kind of refreshing to see that. Also, um, uh, Finn Carter, who, who plays Rhonda, the, the seismologist, Mm-hmm. Um, I like that that you know again this movie came out in 1990, and you've got a female character who's in this setting and she's not being treated as like a Mary Sue. I don't know. I I really like it holds up well. Like there's she's part of like a it's triad, right? Yeah, really, yeah. Well, and they go out of their way to point out that she's different from that with the whole jokes about Kevin Bacon having this stereotypical type of woman that he dates and all this stuff. And Yeah. Um, and she and... meets none of those. <laughs> right. Uh, I was also impressed with her character because she is somewhat believable about, like, she's got a general, like, she's a seismologist, so she's telling him all kinds of stuff about, like, you know, what what some of this, uh, early in the movie, what some of the the... seismological activity could be Mm. uh but when it comes to like the biology and like you know a lot of times you get a scientist character in the movie they get to play jack of all science and they're just like oh i'm here to explain everything and it's like oh i'm mr science and and she's totally stumped by like a lot of like she's like i have no idea what these things are like yeah uh (laughs) she throws out just enough exposition to like give you a little more about the creatures but not too much yeah, and um, she throws out yeah. some like, well, it could be something like you know this, and yeah, maybe they're Precambrian, who knows? Yeah. But um, <laughs> so yeah, and I that, I think her and and Kevin Bacon do have some, you know, a little a little bit of chemistry for the little bit that they try to push a relationship here, but mm-hmm. it's not like hammered. It honestly, it's not as kind of forced as uh, what we saw in a movie like Lake Placid or something like that, where yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, I guess they work together. But no, this was actually pretty cute, even at the end. It's it's kind of a, a nice way that yeah. they tie it up. But um, and it doesn't take up a lot of the screen time, and it's not really focused on. But it's it's done it's fine. They, they plant the seeds in the beginning with the yeah yeah. Anyway. Um, but really, I think if you're watching Tremors, you're you're there for the for the creatures or which the the, the formal name here the american graboid yep graboids I, I love the scene that's a great scene with yeah. uh, them them naming them when the, uh with the kid uh the teenage kid melvin and victor wong i think are uh, the two arguing over who's going to name them what but yeah. i mean and that that plays even a bigger role like further in in the films but primarily in the series itself because one of the because that series kind of, I barely remember it, but I think it kind of had a monster of a week situation or a situation like that. But there was one Graboid that was left. It was albino. Uh, it 
apparently couldn't mutate like all the others or reproduce, so it wasn't a danger, and it was protected under the Endangered Species Act, so uh, Bert <laughs> oh, couldn't cool. kill it. And so there was a weird antagonistic, but kind of like, I don't know, it was kind of weird, like, it kind of was the duex machina, really, occasionally yeah. in episodes where it's just like, it's the thing that solved the problem in the end. But there was always like kind of this comedic back and forth between Bert and this thing that he couldn't kill but wanted to. Yeah, um, like his Moby Dick. like <laughs> In a way, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's interesting where, where some of this, this concept goes, but here in this movie they just it's just straightforward <laughs> it's yep. like you don't have Grab to it's because they grab you from they underneath grab you. that's a yeah, yeah yeah and those tentacles remind me of something from kaiju like some kind of godzilla thing like, oh yeah with the oh. little fucking antennae that they have mm -hmm. on them and shit fucking slimy fuckers too well and, and they yeah lots of lots of good dripping slimy stuff comes Ooh, out of man. these and they're... every time they talk about how smelly they are you feel like you can mm -hmm. imagine that <laughs> i mean they're, they, they they do look thing. like one of these huge bristle worms in fact they've got these big kind of hook-like bristles all over their bodies and they're they're big right so mm -hmm. they they dig one up when they get it to go head first into a viaduct which is kind of cool um yeah. But uh, about how long do you say those things are? About forty feet. Yeah, so I guess big. so. Yeah, and probably about what yeah. ten feet di in diameter and forty yeah. feet long. Like, yeah. And they've got the that kind of you know clasping beak. It it it's a cool creature design. It's very biological. It's very kind of believable. Yeah. Um, you know, it's they're they're giant worms. Like Dune, no, that's like absurdly but amazingly large giant things. This, right. They're not This that, is definitely right. something that's terrestrial. Like I could see this existing on Earth. I don't think it does, of course, but no. I could see something like this evolving. Um, yeah. at the very least you know, like a smaller version. Maybe not a forty foot long. Well that's the thing. But... We with with the exception of the, the, the grabbers, that's kind of what the bristle worm is. Okay then. Yeah. Yeah. Um I will it already exists. I will say, like, going back to, like, the, the, the land shark title, the Jaws in the desert, essentially, mm -hmm. like, this movie, with their creature, uh, does a very good job of little is better, mm -hmm. but when you actually do see their creature, it is great. It doesn't disappoint like fucking Jaws did. Like, it pops out when it pops out, and you're like, oh, fuck that. Yeah. Just yep. fuck that. Whether it's the little grabbers, like these little eel-like things, or the entire thing with its the big, entire you know, fucking beak. thing. Um, you every time it gets that... fucking injured, and you just see the fucking like dark orange, yeah. like rancid-looking yeah, shit. Oh my god, this thing was a living fucking prop. They so, so you know, the idea is that they burrow underground through sediment, it's like sedimentary rocks and stuff like that, with their bristles same way a bristle worm works and they can and that leads to so many cool gimmicks though of these things mm -hmm. you know traveling just just below the surface so you see all the soil getting moved around or when they go under a building and all the boards do their you know up and down thing it's the detail it's a, of those, that land shark thing it's, it's yeah instead of the dorsal fin you got like the sand hill the wave yep. right it's yep. that that sand wave um it's gimmicky but it's a really great time in practical effects in Hollywood. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. they were coming up with cool ideas for everything like this. Even, 
you know, the natural disaster movies like Twister or stuff like that around the time. They came up with some cool gimmicks because they couldn't rely exclusively on computer animation. Um, yeah, and so I, this is a good example. That's one of, of the that. things watching this that I that I enjoy so much about it is because I it's constantly crossing my mind as I was watching the film. Like, if you made a film like this now, and not that it would be bad necessarily, but there would be no practical special effects. They would do all of these worms. Everything, yeah. Everything CGI. There wouldn't be anything practical yeah. except maybe some you know orange ooze every once in a while. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you're right because from what I've seen in clips of some of the sequels, yeah, it's all CGI. Yeah, of course. You know, I mean, yeah, but, that's what they do. Um, so, but no, I I thought that the the creature design and yeah, Ryan, you're right. This they actually hold up pretty well. The movements yeah. are I don't know believable, but they they work well within the the context. And I I like the. Uh, I don't, know, I don't want to keep saying gimmick, but the the plot devices where it's like, okay, well, if we stand on top of these types of rocks, they can't get underneath it because they're like big granite boulders and shit like that. I, I don't know. Yep. I don't. I, I I imagine, and I'm 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 not the geologist in the room, but uh, the uh, uh, I imagine you know the denser materials they can't yeah. grow through in the I, same. I yeah. Oh, I'm not I'm not trying to even get into how scientifically accurate Tremors is. I just well, love the fact that they differentiate that kind of stuff. I just like that's mm-hmm. neat that that they're at least using I do find that it, as as part of the plot. I thought that was cool. I don't want to get into scientific accuracy because I'm sure that's oh, not here. But it's not why you're but, here, uh, you know. But yeah, and uh, but it does seem like there's a bit of plausibility about the whole thing that you know, with the the proper amount of suspension of disbelief, like it it doesn't see you know doesn't seem impossible that you know something could burrow through the ground in this manner like it's uh... i would i don't know i do have my quite if we're okay if we're gonna get into that um <laughs> the door has been open i don't know like could you have something moving through layers of sediment sedimentary rock that fast yeah the that speed big is that, that fast, but you know yeah. what i don't that's where i'm like i don't care that is such just a cool image moving across the screen i love it i love that effect uh well yeah. what the thing it does is like because it doesn't show you how it moves you never know like, well you don't know what it's exactly it I, just I, has the things and that's their theory but they don't actually know you know and and they're doing the, the whole legs. like this giant worm <laughs> is moving through this sand and stuff and it pops up and grabs somebody comes back down and you can barely tell that they've been there i'm like no you would it's like if you Collapse dig a hole yeah. and you rebear all the soils back in, but everything's been kind of puffed up. It's yeah. not compact anymore. So, yeah, like the holes wouldn't look like that. But it works so well in this movie. It's like, I don't care. This is yeah, fun. I think they they kind of have this idea that... It's very um, tongue-in-cheek. Huh. Yeah, the, the, the desert is like a beach with like loose sand. Like it just like layers and like feet of... Yeah, sandbox. It's, exactly. Not, like, no. <laughs> so, but oh well. It's, but no. But I. Mean, but I fun. liked the idea. Like, let's say you had something that was that. I don't know. Maybe if you had something that big, like a giant bristle worm, it could. If it could propel itself, it would have to do. It would have to be big because of the momentum. It would need some kind of momentum, you know, mm-hmm. to help it keep plowing through. And then, yeah, if it struck a granite boulder, it'd probably kill it. Um. <laughs> But I can only yeah. I do like that the first one they they accidentally kill by it smashing into that viaduct. Right. Like, um, 
Now the echolocation yeah. thing, I have a, a problem with because if you're going to be burrowing through rock and sediment like that, echolocation is not going to be fun. It's just going to be constant sound of grinding. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but again, it's a cool gimmick to use in that in the story. It's a it's a cool kind of yeah thing that they just came up with for these creatures. So yeah, no. No arguments there for any of the scientific accuracy. And again, the accuracy's yeah. not here, but that's not why I'm here. So, yeah, it's also going to be my new my new uh, head cannon. Can you use head cannon to describe behind the scenes things? But my new head cannon that uh, uh, Spielberg added the whole uh, T Rex can't see you unless you move thing uh, to Jurassic Park after seeing this movie and all <laughs> the like freeze, so it can't hear you if you don't move. Kind of, we got to give the ultimate predator like some kind of sensory uh weakness that well, it, can yeah. be you got to give it a weakness cuz how do you fight? Yeah. yeah but isn't that also just kind of a rip off of dune though uh, yeah, yeah you know walk if you walk rhythm. without rhythm you won't attract the worm, the worm. yeah yeah so that's uh, all they needed they just needed to walk like the whatever the the fremen egyptian walk like the uh, fremen walk walk like the right. fremen yeah walk like an egyptian but uh <laughs> sorry it's the first thing to pop down uh, <laughs> thanks bangles you really saved um, me from tremors yeah, um my... going back to that though like this movie because of like how it and joe you were kind of when you were pointing this out with the 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 sensory like thing the suspense this movie does a good job with suspense. oh yeah holy mm-hmm. shit and because of those elements but not only that because you think it's just like okay high ground solid ground don't make a sound but they keep elevating it it's like oh they're not entirely dumb because these are predators and like there's there's a tactic and they're getting smarter so every time the humans do something the humans have to constantly problem solve in this movie and so do the fucking uh graboids yeah and it's just like this is yeah. great <laughs> this is this is why well, the fucking it... like movies kept going I act two and three of this part. movie do do kind of become a you know real bravo style situation or call it a base under siege type situation where you have a group of people trapped in a small location under siege by you know this this yeah. presence of these worms the graboids and uh so so again it's it's like a tried and true american cinema uh yeah. story but yeah i don't know it works really well here in the um yeah, just getting getting them kind of faced off against one another and how do they escape from this situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like these, um, like in the in the sequels, because these things meta go through a metamorphosis. That's how they. So the the worms actually are the first stage, and then they become like bipedal, but literally mm-hmm. they just have two legs. But um, they become heat seeking. Like, they have these little flaps that actually see uh, infrared and shit. So now they have to, like, change the problem of how do you fucking avoid these things. And then the third one, they mutate again and they, they can they can fly. They fly Yeah, now. I can remember in the sequels there being, a, a, a like, a variety of these kind of creatures at different stages in their metamorphosis yeah. or whatever. But... And then after that, like, the things fly and then they, they drop off the larva that eventually become the graboids and there's a cycle joe do you know how the third ones fly no well they're called ass blasters for a reason (laughs) they legitimately mix some kind of chemical in their hind end and it just explodes and propels them up in the air (laughs) 
And then they have wings that make them glide. Yep. I do remember the 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 creatures. So wow. Yep. It's gr- it's it's actually pretty fun. I haven't actually seen those movies in a minute, but I remember like I can't think that one movie in particular came out in the two thousands, like two thousand actually, and I I had fun with it. So wow. <laughs> um, it definitely. Yeah, I- I think I own all of them. I have the, the, the first four I have in the, the Tremors Attack Pack collection or whatever, and then I think there's been there's five more, and yeah. six and something that I don't have. There's one but... that came out, I think, in 2018, too, as well. Yeah. 2020, there was another one. Oh, yeah, and that's I, right. You there's, been, there's been word they're not done. Like, they're they're still uh, going to make some more of these things. So I guess I got some catching up to do. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that kind of works out, though, that they've they've gotten kind of silly and and even campier because the first one is even a throwback to some of the old monster movies yeah you know which were a bit you know a bit corny and and kind of you know jump the land shark in this case uh (laughs) you know but you know and mostly focusing on films from like the 50s and 60s kind of the, the monster era you know this is kind of a, a them type film, you know, yeah. right? Attack of the Fifty Foot Women or something like that. Uh, Giant natural monsters, not yeah. space monsters, not yeah. And it's an easy movie to film because all your budget goes towards the creature and none towards the fucking set because it's not easy to. I mean, it's not hard to have just a shitty looking town that looks just built out of scraps this movie takes place in like essentially two locations and that's like out in the out in the bush in nevada Mm -hmm. where the seismologist is working and they're kind of doing their odd jobs in the beginning and then at the general store that's really the two (laughs) two places you get um yep and it's weird because those small towns do exist Oh yeah. yeah, and you drive past yeah. them like out, and it's like holy shit! I think we just passed a town. Oh yeah, you see ghost <laughs> towns all over. Yeah, you know, I mean they're they're usually towns with populations of thirteen like, people. Yeah, or, yeah. or they're they're if it's a, a true ghost town, there might it's probably some kind of a touristy thing, you know. But yeah, this used to be a town. Um. But oh yeah, out in out west, there's a whole bunch of towns like this where there, yeah, like you said, there might be a population of fifteen or twenty. But there's older buildings and stuff like that, and they do a lot of a lot of westerns were shot in those, mm-hmm. and stuff like this too. Honestly, you can tell everybody making this movie is having a blast with it. At least it comes well, off that way. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know. What well, and I think like the setup of the town being what it is is like gives up like a great setup for what our two main characters are. They really are jacks of all trades. They have to be, and they're really showing like all the sh- bullshit that they have to do. Yep. One of the funniest ones is where they're 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 also the septic people. They have to pump the fucking tanks, and that goes fucking <laughs> yeah wrong. Yeah. I think good um, scene. Yeah. But then like you find and then Kevin Bacon and some stuff. Kevin and some gristle. Yeah. Um, but then it turns out like that kind of like diverse. Uh, let's say experiences uh, kind of aid in their ability to kind of like deal with these fucking creatures and the adaptability 
uh, of such thing. Like every time they need to problem solve, it's usually something that has some relation to their jobs. Like like the final bit where they had to like transport a bunch of people, and they're like, "Hey, mm-hmm. we got that fucking shit in our junkyard because we're also the junkyard people." <laughs> um, it's like it all just comes together, and it doesn't like just yeah. throw it in your face. I don't know. I, I just fucking like this movie. I'm low yeah, energy, well, but I'm really excited. We, we, <laughs> we didn't remember, or we didn't say in the beginning, but like, yeah, the, the kind of arc that they start off, or where they start off as characters, is they're kind of see they're they're being handymen for this little village in the middle of nowhere as being kind of a dead end. So their their goal is to get out of perfection. They're trying to yeah. leave, yeah. and like it becomes a ser- like a kind of a comedy of disasters for them with trying to get out of town. Uh, because they can't get out of town, the roads are shut down. They're you know, um, there's one thing and after then, another. You know, and then yeah. eventually it ends up you know they're surrounded by giant killer sandworms and they're stuck in the you know in the right. general store, trying to escape. So yeah, and they're the ones, the only ones that could truly really defeat them. So if anything, mm-hmm. the clown, sh- the, the 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 town should clean up their own shit for a change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of single parents in that town. I mean, there's only two, but it's not a very big town. But yeah, it, it, there's a mother and a very young daughter, who I believe is the actress in Jurassic Park, no? Yeah, I, it is. Yeah, Mariana Richards. Yeah, so it's, you mentioned you know, Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, like... Yeah, she, she like, like, made a career out of screaming at big monsters as a child, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with with um, poor eyes. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then there's a dad with this dick kid. Yep, it's probably a Melbourne. dick dad too, to be honest. But that kid, yeah, it kind of seemed shit. like that might have been the case. Yeah, and I, I, I think initially, even on this watch, I kind of thought like, oh, they must be a family. But then later on, it's very distinct that you're very obvious yeah. that they're not. Like those are just two separate. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the parents Melvin children. Yeah. Well, the yep. dad. Yeah. There's the the dad that gets sucked through. He gets sucked like down through a tire or something like that. The right? dumbass like, 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 yeah. gets knocked off his fucking trailer, and they're like, "Quick, you gotta get on top of something." Sits on a fucking tire, and it gets pulled <laughs> like, right yeah. through. Two Everyone's feet going... off the ground at the most. Like, yeah. It's like now this is Darwin in action. <laughs> now get his son. Um, who the son does come back, uh, I believe. Oh, I don't know if it's in the beginning of the show or in one of the movies, but he's a complete dick. Like, he no, comes back no. as an adult, a complete that dick. Sense. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, oh, yeah. yeah. I was on, just no. reading uh, Brent Maddock, who who co-wrote this, this script, was also uh, the... wrote a bunch of other classic 80s movies. Uh, uh, Short Circuit and Batteries Not Included. Um, oh, yeah. Both okay. his scripts as well, so... Um. Yeah, kind of in the Spielbergian. I think Spielberg actually did produce Batteries Not Included, but um, vein of things. Uh, so just found that curious. But. Well, <laughs> if you consider that, you know, you've got, you know, we've mentioned, you know, Ariana Richards, Victor Wong, who again was in tons of stuff, mm-hmm. um, including a Graboid. At least one <laughs> yes. John Carpenter film, right? I know he's in Big Trouble in Little China. Um, yeah, I was sad that he died in this movie. Though. Yeah, because he. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of sad that he was one of the first people to die. Like, yeah. yeah, like, and it was so like, 
visceral. Like yeah. everyone else, you just see get pulled in, but you you see you felt, him, you felt like, bad for that one, yeah. Oh my god, mm-hmm. like they really like tore the heart. Like you don't care about Dick Dad, but like this dude, like yeah, I guess I gotta kill somebody who's actually kind of likable. Um, yeah. But just between them, and then you add Michael Gross, Reba McIntyre, um, and Fred Ward, especially this film is really kind of an unsung hero in the Kevin Bacon game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is sure a major is. hub that I don't think people take <laughs> advantage of. This is my favorite Kevin Bacon movie. Is it really? By the way. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. It it might be mine it might, too. I, I'd, I'd have to think about it, it now. Like I like this one an awful lot. Um yeah. Yeah. Think a little harder about stuff Kevin Bacon's. I don't know. I, I think like, I tell you to... what, Footloose did him well in surviving this Foot, one. Footloose anyway. is good. I mean, there's Friday the Thirteenth. Um, uh, yeah, true. Does that count? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I think it was, wasn't it his first movie or one of them. Um, it was one of his yeah early role. I don't know. I I remember liking Hollow Man. But I like when someone says, "I remember like." I remember like. Yeah, like I feel like that's like, I do free. like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, no, that's just acknowledging that it's been so long. I don't know. My yeah. opinions have changed on things over less time. Um, right. So I remember liking it, but. Well, we looked at Stir of Echoes not too long ago, and that's actually a pretty. That's good a movie. really good one too. It's not quite, you know, in in like my favorite movies list. I don't think it's going to top Tremors necessarily, but it's a good one. And I did see the thriller that he's in called They Them about, Oh yeah. uh, It's, it's a kind of a slasher film that takes place at a gay conversion camp. Uh, yeah. Eh, not, it it didn't really do anything for me. Like it didn't, I liked the concept, but, yeah, I, I didn't know what they were going to do beyond I, that. I don't feel like it, they have but... a story good enough for that concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like they took Sleepaway Camp and, like, let's just make it a conversion camp. Seeing that. Have you ever seen Sleepaway Camp? I'm aware. That's why I made the reference. <laughs> okay. I was wondering, <laughs> yeah. like, that is really on the nose. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. No, and, I'm on other places. And, and honestly, I think even Sleepaway Camp is more of, like, a thriller slasher that it just it, it didn't do anything for me but it wasn't anything to do with kevin bacon i actually really right. like him as like a public figure i think he's he's great i like the outreach stuff that he does and he seems like a cool dude his music's kind of fun you know yeah so he's, yeah he's he's underrated in a lot a of ways villain, too, yeah. like it's, i think he, like first yeah. class that's like he's like one of the best things in first class funny enough yeah he, he was he surprised me in that um mm-hmm mostly because i kept forgetting he was in it and i just yeah. until you mentioned it <laughs> it's like not the first time he's played a villain so but uh but yeah it, this the the first one of many um so what do you say we get into some grades uh, and any final thoughts that you might have on tremors uh eric let's start with you um yeah, I don't know. I can't, I can't really say it, it's funny because we runtime wise, I don't think this is going to be one of our longer episodes, but I can't really say enough good things about Tremors. Tremors is like the perfect '90s monster movie. I think it's just just at the right time where it kind of rejuvenated the genre. Like we kind of we talked about like the big bug movies of the '50s. We talked about Jaws, and I feel like this is like the next step. Or it's the next era of those uh, that kind of like naturalistic monster movies. 
Um, and it's just old enough that they don't have to we don't have to mess around with a lot of like poor cgi i mean i think if you if you made this movie now it, it would be done fine and the cgi would work and it would look okay but there's that wonky period in between the two that <laughs> you wouldn't have wanted to see a movie like this i don't think but um yeah so the like the practical effects the uh the worm monsters are, are absolutely fantastic i think the script is really really great uh it's kind of a buddy comedy it's a it's a monster movie it's got a little bit of a love story in there it's a real bravo type under siege situation you know uh obviously we know famous horror films like night of the living dead have utilized that kind of that kind of trope as well um yeah it's just i don't know all around it's just a really great monster horror film also i like that it's set in like the american west you don't see a whole lot of stuff in the sci-fi horror genre set in the west like that it's um so yeah it's uh utilizes its setting very well obviously these creatures could, this this could only really take place there but um this or like the sahara <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, um i can see that but yeah, and I'm surprised they haven't gone that route first. Well, actually, I haven't. I haven't seen the sequels. It sounds we like don't the, know. Last, the most recent <laughs> couple is uh, Bert's all over the world fighting these yeah. things. So, um, but yeah, no, this is this is a great movie. This is this is a favorite uh, monster movie, especially monster movie of this type. I would love to see um, this. I don't know. Continue. I haven't seen recent sequels, but I remember enjoying the sequels that I saw. So um, yeah, I'm always happy to watch more i might go back through and watch them again so that's because I, I enjoyed watching this uh so much but yeah yeah no i it's an easy one for me this is an a a movie um it's there's nothing i to bad to say about tremors tremors is great if you've never if for some reason you've you've you know been in your own burrow and haven't seen this one uh make sure you <laughs> get out there and see it as soon as you can or you know Go pick up the whole Tremors attack pack because it was at Walmart for like five ninety nine. So oh. for all four films, like, yeah, that's a that's an easy grab. That's an easy yeah. grab, Lloyd, as I say. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Ryan? Oh my god, I fucking adore this movie. Like it, this is one of those movies that like started. Um, I mean, there's Godzilla, but I'm saying thinking like this is one of those movies that really started to build that foundation of like my interest in monster movies from a young age um and yeah like this was i one of those when you guys talked about seeing the poster and the fucking like old Mm -hmm. like 90s fucking video stores and shit like that like this was like i think like permanent wallpaper at one point (laughs) like even though the ones that like i was at um and but you know it's one of those things that it's just like going back to it and it's still just so fun it does so much with so little but the little that it has it puts so much into mm-hmm. um the the effects the uh the creature not just the creature design but the presence of it and how they shoot those scenes um this uh and in the scenery that they're in the desert and the small town and how they it's essentially like a very interesting obstacle course because yes and even more so the fucking characters are actually like interest in people to watch and they take up the majority of the film and i forget about that but this is like it's only like an hour and a half long but like they really make every minute every second like entertaining to some level like i don't think there's ever a moment where i'm just kind of bored 
um or i'm just i'm just happy to watch it and um fuck yeah bert himself like it's not every day that you get a fucking doom prepper kind of character that you're not like like god this is a d-bag i can't wait till he dies like it's not that at all actually funny enough um i don't know man like i i think we should continue this trend of uh maybe the next three years we'll watch two uh but (laughs) i think i think we should make it maybe one of the video junkyard goals uh to actually watch all the tremors because i don't think there's any other way that i probably would motivate uh and i think like watching them and talking to people because i know i've watched these things and never talked to anybody about this this is the first time i've ever talked to anybody about tremors funny enough like this was definitely a me thing also my mom my mom actually enjoyed watching it too funny i shouldn't say it wasn't just me so it was a me and my mom thing that's Oh, wow. That's a, that's a good memory. Anyways, my grade is I'm giving it a solid Canadian A. Yeah. A. I think, a. That's, I think that's pretty universal. I mean, yeah. I, and a I, plus, actually. I, I really enjoy this. I, I <laughs> Again, this is one that first time I saw it, it, I was a kid and it wasn't what I thought it was. So I was like, hey, I did. I remember not. I didn't was like, it sucked. I wasn't anything like that. But just it was like, yeah, I saw it. Whatever. But then seeing it again, it immediately cemented itself as this is a really. I like how the word, way you described it, Ryan, is you adore this movie. Yeah, it's incredibly charming. Yeah. Um, the the characters are fun. It's it's they lean into the comedy, which I know initially some people were kind of on the fence about, but they do lean into the comedy, and I think a lot of that is to build that suspense we were talking about. You know. Yeah. You're using these cool effects practical effects of like the 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 sand berms and the boards moving up and down and then you get these really cool uh practical effect creatures which i want to point out is shot in broad daylight yeah and they look good um yeah yeah they're i'm pretty sure they're actually big too or at least portions of the models are like yeah yeah they they actually this is all practical doesn't i don't think there's a lot of miniature work in this there's a lot of cool trick photography in it mm-hmm. you yeah. can you can tell today when you watch it but it doesn't take away from it that they're doing the i didn't know, you know shit back so. the, the <laughs> yeah they probably would have the the graboid tentacles bite onto something and they'd film it dragging in one way and they're using the reverse of the footage you know but it still works it, there's that kind of herky-jerky that's almost stop motion but it's not um that really is charming in this and it mm-hmm. works well they're believable looking creatures believable characters it's a very simple story it's got the right amount of corny and, and humor that it leans into there's nothing over the top gory about this but there's enough blood and guts to make you just feel squeamish and uncomfortable enough for, for most people i would think um yeah. it's mainly the suspense it, it, it really, yeah, it, it, it is with some cool creature effects thrown into. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a really fun movie. It, this is one I think when anybody says, you want to watch Tremors, I'm always down to watch Tremors. Yeah, yeah same. And personally, yeah, it's a, it's a movie about geology that has nothing to do with dinosaurs. Fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. That's okay. Please, yeah. we could do more of this stuff. I've got other ideas. Hollywood, email me. Um, this, this is just the first. This is awesome. So, uh, but yeah, we would love to know what any of our listeners think of uh, Tremors. 
whether you're watching this one or any of the sequels or the short-lived series. Please feel free to send me those questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms to the Video Junkier Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod and on our main Video Junkier Podcast Facebook and Instagram pages. If you write it, we'll read it, and we look forward to hearing from you. And if you like what you hear, uh, we'd like to invite you to join the Video Junkyard Podcast $1 Club. That's right, for a $1 donation, you could be part of the Video Junkyard Podcast family. I'd buy that uh, for That a gives dollar. you the right to help us pick out what we watch on the show, as well as exclusive content that becomes available a few times a year. Uh, it's Again, it's just $1, and every dollar we collect from the uh, Video Junkyard Podcast Patreon uh, goes right back into helping us produce more of these podcasts. So that is uh, patreon.com slash Podcast if you are interested in donating. Got any money? And uh, even if you're not, we hope you will come back and join us uh, listening to the show and uh, join us for a more exciting stuff coming up in the next few weeks. We're going to be watching next week uh, City of the Living Dead, which is the first um, appearance of uh, Lucio Fulci on the uh, Video Junkyard Podcast, I believe. So... Um, yeah, all of you the the Iron Stomachs come and join us for that one. Well, it's st- Solar Babies after uh, that one, and uh, Joe and Ryan both owe me a movie pick. We need oh. to get the schedule filled out. So start thinking, put on your thinking caps, or if any of you listening out there have some ideas, uh, love to hear those as well. So oh, I'll fill this. I'll fill that role. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'm sure I can come up with something and make it interesting. Uh, I'm sure you will. I got loads of bad ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) But we want to thank you once again for listening to the Video Junkier podcast, and we'll join us again next time, and please feel free to share this around. And until then, I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. And I'm Ryan Seiskel saying, Food for five years. Thousand gallons of gas, air filtration, water filtration, Geiger counter, bombshell... Underground goddamn monsters. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast on Twitter at video junk pod and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast all one word want to thank you again for listening and keep digging who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard.